Welcome to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. 30 days, 30 experts, 30 marketing niches. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. Thank you so much again for joining us. Again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today I'm very, very excited. We have someone who really has been working with small business and small business owners for a long time with a lot of different amazing concepts that they've, they've shared and helped develop over the years. Her name is Riva Lasansky. She's the founder and CEO of Grow Biz Media. She's been providing small business assistance to America's entrepreneurs more than 30 years. She's an expert on new business ideas and how to start a small business and how to build a successful company. And she's the author of the best-selling book, Start Your Own Business, and the former editorial director of Entrepreneur Magazine. So, Reva, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure to be here. Can I also throw in our website is smallbizdaily.com. Smallbizdaily.com. So. Smallbizdaily.com. Yeah. So, l- let's start with what developed that gave you this passion to work with small businesses? Let's, let's start there. Well, it's, it's too, I grew up in a small business, right? You know, I'm a second generation American. So I think in that generation, that first generation, they, they just started their own businesses. So both my grandfathers were small business owners. Um, my dad owned a men's clothing store with one of my grandfathers. My Hi. uncle owned a liquor store with my other grandfather. It's just, it was just, that's what you did. I was like in my teens when I kind of realized, oh, some, some dads just work Monday to Friday, like nine to five. That was not my dad. So, um, so it was just sort of, it's what I did. And then, um, a, a long time ago now, um, when I moved to California and I was looking for a job, there was uh, an ad in the LA Times and it used the word entrepreneur and I had no idea what that word was. This is the late 70s. Um, and my dictionary didn't even have the word. So and this is pre, you know, pre-cell phone. So I go to this mm-hmm. job interview telling all my friends, here's where I'm going. If I'm not back in like two hours, come look for me. And um, it turned out it was at entrepreneur magazine and I got the job and there it was. And so it started from there and I've been covering it, like you've said, for over 40, for over 30 years now. And it's just really um, become such an important driver in my life because there's nothing better than being able to help somebody achieve their dream, right? It's, it's not about me. It's, it's some word I said or something I wrote or something I referenced that helps somebody achieve their dream. And that's just the best feeling there is. Just to point out for reference for those of our, 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 our younger followers, most ads for jobs were in the newspaper at one point <laughs> yes, for, yes, for quite a while today. until Monster and, and, uh, and all the others came along. So just yes. to point that out, and that's fantastic. That's where I got yeah. my first jobs at the New York Times. Uh, that's so funny. But, uh, but so in that time, what, what kind of companies were, were really reaching out at that point and, and reading Entrepreneur Magazine and, uh, and you helping to develop as, uh, as, as they were trying to get themselves started and, and, and structured within their business? Well, you know, back then, the word entrepreneur really wasn't, like I said, it wasn't even in my dictionary. It wasn't really known. It wasn't really embraced. So you're talking really small businesses. Like my dad, he owned a men's clothing store. You know, what we call today Main Street businesses. These are the businesses that somebody, you know, 
uh, opens a restaurant, opens a store, they're on a street in their neighborhood because this is, you know, when like my dad started, this is pre-mall. So the neighborhood, the stores in the neighborhood were in that neighborhood and it was a very confined sense. And then when the malls opened, the neighborhood got bigger. And then when the internet came along, the neighborhood became infinite, right? Mm -hmm. Your, your, your customers can be anywhere. And so, um, back then it was mainly, you're talking main street businesses and you had some people who, um, maybe had that entrepreneurial dream, though not labeling that, that it wasn't just a store in the neighborhood. They wanted to have, you know, a thousand stores across the country, like franchising, you know, like, you know, so McDonald's starts as a, here's a hamburger joint. Somebody walks in and goes, oh, I can, I can scale this exponentially. And this is back in the 50s. And that's what happened. So I think people come to small business even today with two different mindsets. There's one that says, I, you know, I want to create this business for myself, for my family. I want to really do well, but you know, this is it. I don't want to, I don't want to do a second or a third or a 50th. And then there are the others who say, you know what? I am just really committed to this idea. So I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, I'm going to expand. And then the way to expand, you know, you either franchise or you do it like Starbucks and just open, you know, tons of company stores. And it's not just stores and restaurants. You can expand service um, businesses as well. So it's, I think it's a matter of your mindset and what you're comfortable with and what you want to do. And it's very important because again, it's great when people have these goals and aspirations and they go out and set out to do it, but they have to get a sense of, of what they want to be accomplishing and then yeah. a real flow for how to accomplish it on a, on a daily basis. Yes, it's a very different way of running a business, running one business and then building a chain. It's it's different amount of hands-on and what you're actually doing and what you know, what do you want to do? Now, today there's tons of different resources at people's fingertips because they can go online and there's webinars and books and all these things, but when when you was working in the early days of the magazine as you developed with it within the Entrepreneur magazine, this was a very rare resource for people to learn about how to run their business and, and how to, to grow uh, in the, the educationally to, to know exactly how to make things work better. So uh, was there a, is there a pride, I don't know if pride is the right word, but, but it was there, how, much, how much weight was on the shoulders of the, the magazine to be that resource for, for so many years? Well, you know, I think we were kind of undiscovered for a long time because the world hadn't caught up to us, right? When you think about what people were thinking in the late 70s and um, actually through most of the 80s, it was everybody, what was their their goal was to climb the corporate ladder. That's what really everybody wanted to do. They wanted to achieve in a corporation. And it wasn't until really, I, I tell this story, but it's um, 100% true. Sometime in the mid 80s, I was, I was homesick. And I was in bed and I was watching General Hospital, which is my guilty pleasure. I still do that today. And there's this rich family on General Hospital and one of their sons was a doctor, but his dad was a businessman. And this doctor is standing around the nurse's station and he's flirting with a nurse and he goes, yeah, my dad, he's a real entrepreneur. And that was the first time I'd heard that word outside, you know, our little world, and it was on a soap opera. So, you know, that's the, the medium of the masses, right? Mm -hmm. So something clicked there and it's like, okay, this is now, it's, it's, it's so 
different. It's now we're using this word and we're defining it. And, and, and um, so the world kind of caught up with us, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine had started as, I think they changed their name to Entrepreneur back in 1977. So um, it was interesting. Up till then, there was a lot of, the magazine did a lot of, here's how to start a business. It was very startup focused. Okay. And then, you know, the whole world changed really in the 90s with, the first white collar recession where all these people who were trying to climb the corporate ladder all got laid off. Um, A lot of it fueled by women and minorities who had joined the corporate workforce for the first time, but last hired, first fired. So they found themselves out of jobs in the nineties. And so that's when the whole job engine started. um, The the small business engine started fueling up was the early nineties and then mid nineties, the internet and, that was it. You know, you know, when you think about during the, the Clinton administration from 92 to 2000, and this isn't political, but it's just a time frame, there were 23 million jobs created. Most of those were created by small businesses, most of whom started in that decade fueled by all those things that I said. And then you get the internet, which makes everything about running a business easier information's more accessible it's cheaper you now have forms you can use you don't need to do this you can do your you know you don't need a bookkeeper you can buy software and it it, it's and it just revolutionized the whole way small businesses operated from up to that point and we haven't looked back since and you spent all your your career working with these small businesses, not just in the, in the in the magazine world, but hands on helping businesses to yeah. achieve what what their goals are. Now, what what kind of I guess what what are the the biggest questions that people usually had for you to help them start their business? It's about they knew what they wanted to do. So I and I think this is still true to this day. It's a little bit different because today's business owners, you know, back then entrepreneurship was still a little bit um, unusual, exotic. Today it's not. Um, So back now people are coming to it more prepared. But back then people were passionate about what they knew, but they didn't know any of the other aspects of of running a business. So there was a lot of, oh, okay, wait, I need to know, I need to know what a business plan is. Oh, I need to do a financial plan. Oh, I need to figure out marketing. You know, it was a lot. um, It, the internet made things easier, but it was but more complex at the same time because you have more choices. Where back in the 50s, what did you do? There was nothing there. You could, you could, um, you know, put an ad in the newspaper, put an ad in the yellow pages, you know, yellow pages, like that's something nobody, you know, even thinks about today. So it was, you had fewer choices. So it was a lot easier to accomplish that. Where today you have so many choices in terms of how to market your business, how to expand your business, how to grow your business. And so while it makes it easier, there's, it just can be overwhelming at the same time. So with that level of overwhelming, I laugh with the, I actually did access the yellow pages for, for research reasons yesterday <laughs> on a rare occasion. Um, what would be the number one strategy that would, that works well for you and the client that really the clients that you're working with now to achieve their, their marketing goals? So I think that the main thing is, is that so many small businesses, because there are so many um, options, they think, okay, I'm going to, oh, I've read about this social media thing, you know, let's go back five, six years. And so I'm going to focus on social media and they create this, okay, here's my social media 
concentration. And instead of realizing that marketing needs to be integrated, it's not individual silos. You need to integrate all your marketing. You need a social media strategy. You need a, a, a search engine strategy. You need um, maybe video strategy, maybe an email strategy, maybe, uh, you know, uh, all these different things need to be put together because the goal, marketing is not your goal. Marketing is a vehicle to get to your goal, which is either to get people into your business if you have a physical business or to get people to your website. That's the whole reason marketing exists. It's to get people to that destination. And the only way to do that is to integrate all these things and cross promote so one supports the other. And not enough people do that. It's very true. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, especially with small businesses, that that seems to be one marketing hat, but it's multiple marketing hats within that one hat, in addition to the finance hat and the HR hat. And small business owners are weighed down heavily by all these different hats, unless you're big enough to have the right people internally and or strategic enough to bring in the right people externally to help you with this. It's just, it, it just it, it's overwhelming. It is. And the, the key is also is you're never, marketing is never finished, right? So it's like, oh, you've hit on this and oh, it's working. Great. So I'm not, it's not like, you know, an insurance policy that you put in your drawer and go, okay, I'm finished. Like, and you go on and do your business. You're constantly having, be having to test and see what else you can do to see if your test still works or if this new thing comes in and, and adds to it and makes it better or supplants it. Make, you know, now you're on a different strategy because something works differently. For instance, three years ago, voice marketing. Nobody, nobody heard of it. And I'm not going to say the word because it'll trigger her. But, um, but now voice marketing has just grown exponentially in the last three years. So business um, consumers are turning to their, to their digital voice assistants. Um, mm-hmm. as, and there are numerous ones to actually conduct business. So as a business owner, you have to, um, you have to optimize your your business listings for voice as well. Um, on on if you have a Google Home, for instance, and you ask it about a business, it'll read that snippet that's on your Google page. It'll actually read it to you. So a lot of business owners over just overlook that. They think, well, that's what Google said, and it doesn't matter, and they don't check it. They don't make sure it's updated. Somebody will ask it, and they're getting inaccurate information and it's all on you. I mean, that's another thing that you have to do in marketing is make sure all your listings are up to date. There's so much to do because there's now so many avenues for you to get the word out about your business. And it's, it's good that there are resources like you to help share the information, guide people that, and unfortunately that is such a big thing, but such a small little detail that so many, if you've, if you've moved businesses from one location to the other, I spoke to someone with an advertising agency. They can be in their fourth location in five years. You have to keep up with that. I make sure the address is right and the phone number is right. Right. And Google gets very upset if it's not, but they'll also share the wrong information if it's not. Right. And or if you're a retail store and you don't and you have different holiday hours mm-hmm. and you don't change them and then change them back on that listing, you You're end up for Thursday for three months. Exactly. You end up with a lot of aggravated consumers. If you say you're open at nine and you forgot to change it back and somebody shows up at nine and you don't open for an hour, you know, they're not going to come back. They're going to go somewhere else. 
That's exactly. the key to marketing today too. It's easy to find other businesses who do what you do. So you need to do it right the first time or you're going to send people to some, some, some to your competitors actually. That first impression is always extremely important. And with all this new technology, it, even more so every day, there's, uh, there's more need to make sure that you are, are, are dressed the right way for people to, uh, to see you for the first time. Exactly. Exactly. But thank you so much. This is so much information. I'm sure we, you can share so much more from, from all the different kinds of businesses that, that you've worked with and the pitfalls and issues. But what, what is, again, what's the best way for people to get more information about you and, and everything that you're, that you're doing? Well, you can check us out on smallbizdaily.com. We put up a lot of new information every day. If you Sorry, want to talk to me, um, Twitter, it's Reva, R-I-E-V-A. I'm, I'm constantly on Twitter. Or just email me at Reva, R-I-E-V-A, at smallbizdaily.com, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Well, Reva, thank you so much for everything and, and, and just sharing your time with, with everyone and really this great information. And for me, I, I enjoy this immensely, just the concepts that from uh, – from days past that, that, I, that I still had <laughs> access and dealt with. And, and anyone who brings up yellow pages is a smile on my face anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was my pleasure. Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Again, 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. Here's a great example of, of what, uh, what we're talking about here, brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Go out and have a great day today, and we will see you next time.